0: Welcome to Talking the Gridiron Wild Card Edition. Here I got Jimmy Palado on with me as always, wearing the crown. It will not be his forever, though. It's going to be making his way to his co-host. Here uh, in a just, bit. just the, messenger. Just but the messenger. But I feel like this is probably what the messengers did when they had to like take
1: jewelry back in the medieval times. Flex on it, get a couple, you know, bar maidens to go home with you on your journeys across. So why not? Listen okay. to far end of the bench.
0: You'll understand the significance of the crown and the belt if you listen to far end of the bench. That's the key, and Rev, he's probably never looked better with it. Rev, we've joined you. I think this is maybe your second or third time this year. It's great to have you on with the playoffs. Jimmy, I was hoping when I asked him, like, oh, nice, it'll be Sunday. We get his recap of the game. Well, now it's a preview with Rev, with the Steelers. So we'll get into that on a Monday with him, talking his Steelers versus the Bills over here on Variety Sports Network. Like we said, appreciate anybody that's jumped in. Please, halftime here, Lions-Rams Lions, 21-17 right now. Shootout. Right now, between Stafford and Goff, the Lions moving up and down the court, or up and down the court, up and down the field, right here. What's your You've thoughts? Been doing the double game? double too much, Darren. I know we do doing the basketball too much with it. What are your thoughts of that? I mean, watching that first half, it, it, it remember we talked about it with C. Henry last week. Was Lions going for it on fourth down, and what was it? Fourth and goal on those, was it, on the one yard line, fourth and what one the inch line was the first down They get the touchdown with Laporta to go up twenty one ten. I mean, they don't get that right. That's a massive swing in an event right there. So I don't know. Like it paid off. It paid off right away. Right now, and that was a big part of this game. So this one, I'm interested how the second half plays out. And mm. if that situation comes out again, what happens if the Lions don't get it, Jimmy? So uh, that's my initial thought right here. Getting jumping right into that game. Yeah. I, yeah Riff. Go ahead, Ref.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see how this one folds out. Just you can tell both quarterbacks are on a mission right now. You saw Matt Stafford somehow getting booed by his old Detroit fan base, as if it was his fault that he never had running backs to support him. But regardless, <laughs> regardless, you can tell both on Jared Goff's side and on Matt Stafford's side.
0: Yeah,
2: it just kind of feels like it's like it's like one of those situations where you see your ex girlfriend, and it's almost like you wanna you, you wanna. You want to stun on them, you know. Both team, both QBs are playing on their old teams on uh, Stafford's, and they just Detroit just finally just figured out, hey, this isn't going anywhere. Whereas with Jared Goff and the Rams, Jared Goff definitely feels like the Rams gave up on him. So it's almost like a game where both players kind of get this stun on their ex girlfriends. So
0: yeah, and they're and the and they're locked in, Jimmy. They look like they're really locked in. The
2: quarterbacks
1: are, are for sure. The defenses haven't shown up yet. Maybe they got lost on the way, but uh, they're going up and, and visiting Canada or whatever they were saying is, is right across the bridge. Um, both teams are playing to their strengths. The yeah. strength of the Rams are their is their passing game. I know Kyron Williams has been the sensation, but it is their passing game. Puganakua, that route that he scored the long-ass touchdown on. Uh, I understand why he is as tough to deal with as he has been all season. But then the Rams, or not the Rams, the Lions, they're playing to their strengths as well. Running yeah. backs, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery are, are having huge days. They're getting all three of their receivers involved, Jameson Williams, uh, Josh Reynolds, and Amon Ross St. Brown. St. Brown is a guy, all of these Detroit guys, I was, tell, I was talking to my dad about it. They've been here through such ebbs and flows. Like Frank Ragnow was drafted when they weren't going anywhere when they were making it to the first round of the playoffs and not doing much. And now he is angering one of the best offensive lines in football. They've had some struggles, but I think that both teams right now are are playing as close to mistake-free football as possible, and they're getting lucky. It's going to be interesting to see which team's luck turns first in the second half. I think that's what's going to separate who actually starts pulling away and who doesn't. Because in a shootout, that's what you're looking for. Who's going to make the one mistake? One inch, one half? Half a second too slow, too Half fast. You don't die. Don't yeah. quite catch it. No, Half an yeah. inch too far, too low. Don't quite <laughs> make it. The
0: inches we need, <laughs> we need are em. everywhere around us. And they, what was yeah. there? That was that. There was that offside play right there. At the, at Have the to turn game. your
2: results on any given Sunday for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. Jordan. I know you're jumping on here with us, talking the gridiron with us. We've been everywhere. We previewed this game. We've previewed yeah. a lot of these games along the yeah. way here. You guys did tailgate this morning. Now we're kind of recapping everything. Lions and Rams, we're kind of getting to that shootout. We'll keep you updated along the way there with it. Um man, th- I think the one thing too that gets me excited is like, oh, wow, we maybe have a close game here. You know, it's like <laughs> one of them. Yeah. <laughs> one of them will yeah. actually have some drama throughout. I know. So hopefully we'll be giving you that drama here on the tongue of the grid as we go. If something happens, Jimmy will break it down. We'll stop. We'll get it back into the game here. But 21-17, halftime, probably getting ready to start the third quarter here shortly. Gentlemen, that gives us a chance to maybe, for any of our Cowboy fans out there, give us a chance to kind of jump in to that right now. Jordan, love. I got, you, and I got your thank you for the tears, cars. baby. <laughs> the just, I'm, I'm
1: thinking of stand since because Eminem has been all over my TV screen all week. So, <laughs> it's okay. you know, I'm not, I just drank a fit of vodka. You dare me to drive? No, don't. Don't do it, Cowboys fans. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Don't do that. <laughs> You don't gotta go jump off the bridge. Knee your uh-huh. TV, break your TV in half. Take it out on the TV. Don't don't do anything stupid. It's just a football game, ladies and gentlemen. It is not real Ooh. life.
3: It's, it's it's sometimes it's a little more than just a game. And sometimes it, it is. More. Yes.
0: Um, let me start with you, Rev. Though this. Uh... I mean, it, it, just because I feel like the two of us have talked about the Cowboys so much this year. So I want to get your thought, <laughs> kind of a new fresh take, like about the crappiness that has always continued with this team. And I'm thinking, no, I pick up 31-10. The Cowboys are 16. This is the year. This is the one. 16-0 at home. Packers, I'm like, they kind of, I mean, I, I told Tyler, this is my best analogy. If you said in a if you said in a bubble, whenever they, the streak started, the Packers after today would win the last six straight matchups. So I'd say, oh, they're going to, like, you, the math doesn't tell you that's going to happen. Eventually you're going to win. It was set up for them to win the, today, Rev, and they could not get the job done as well as Love played. I mean, I don't know. You take the angle first. You want to give the Packers hmm. more love or the Cowboys more blame?
2: Um, You kind of got to give Cowboys, you got to give the Cowboys a blame. Like, yeah, admittedly, ever since, like, the last, like, quarter of the season, Jordan Love has definitely figured things out. And the Packers are the youngest team in the NFL trying to put the pieces together. While the Cowboys said, you look at the offense, which really struggled to put any pieces together. Him and C.D. Lamb were not on the same page for basically the entire first half. And then they figured things out a little bit in the second half to at least say, hey, we put up 32 points. You can't blame the offense. However, on the defensive end of the ball, something that heading into the year, the Cowboys were hanging their head on, just ultimately didn't show up. The secondary in which the Cowboys take pride in, a lot of the times when the Cowboys blow teams out at home, you can rely on the fact that they have a good secondary on paper, so when teams try to come back, they rally up the interceptions, the secondary gets a shot, but today Romeo Dobbs put Stefan Gilmore on a poster, and the the pass rush was non-existent, and just Green Bay just put up numbers on him. And it's just disappointing for that Dan Quinn-led Cowboys defense, which they usually hang their head on to be exposed, thrown all over. Aaron Jones having the day of his life, and just for them to get picked apart that the, the way that they did. Like, there's no excuses this year. They had enough talent. Sure, Trayvon Diggs went down, but you got an all-pro defensive back on there, you know, stepping up from the bench and Duron Bland. So. They literally had no excuses. They're just as talented as they've ever been, 12 and 5 for three consecutive seasons, yet they still flop.
0: And I have up on the screen right here just a little idea of the secondary play you're that's, getting at moments that's what, of the game. What that's they call big, in the biz booty butt naked open. That's a pretty wide uh, pretty wide <laughs> lens there. And I see two Packers helmets. I don't even see a cowboy helmet in the picture oh, they're there.
1: They're all along the sideline. <laughs> see? Right here. They're all <laughs> watching him
0: run 50 yards downfield. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Luke uh, Musgrave's in his own area code right now compared to everyone else.
0: <laughs> that's the play in matter where you're like, I'm just so pissed, I'm getting beat all day. Engage eight. I'm going, engage eight. I'm going, <laughs> we're doing it. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't throw this one that far. And he, he did it.
1: He didn't throw it as far as he needed to. But since Musgrave had nobody no. there, he literally stopped, did like the outfielder. I got it. I got yes. it. I got it. <laughs>
2: on play
0: spit take first spit take of the night that's great Jordan what do you got of that what do you got we we'll get the Jimmy stakes on it what do you what do you think of the game here with, with Cowboys or Packers which one gives a little bit more of the love or hate for the Cowboys more on this one I
3: I, I think it is 110 percent more on the Cowboys than it is the Packers uh the cowboys at home uh statistically told us and I haven't caught it I said the cowboys were going to win this morning so you know I, got got me again this weekend. Uh it's got to be that they, they just they looked unprepared. Uh they looked like they weren't on the same page. They looked like they weren't taking things seriously. The yeah. offensive line looked like Swiss cheese. Uh <laughs> Dak didn't have a lot of time, but but uh you know on the uh, the other side, uh the defense the defense wasn't there. Uh you know, they still had Stephon Gilmore, which was an all-pro. Uh e- even though the the secondary had some injuries, but you really didn't see Micah Parsons come up big on tape. Uh, nope, yeah, he was did, quiet today. Yeah. Nothing.
0: Yeah, like, the only thing I noticed was him kind of limping off there a little bit. Yeah. I,
3: I did see that around the mid third quarter. I saw him kind of do do the gimp, but at that point, I mean, they were they were still being smoked. So yeah, they Dan Quinn uh, for somebody that was kind of being discussed as maybe a replacement if they didn't win this game. I, I would almost take a second thought on that. Whether it was preparation, game tape, or it's just kind of a mentality or a mental block or a curse, uh, I I put it 110 percent on the Cowboys. They just they look like a team that that, just, that they they forgot it was January. Apparently, they thought it was just like
0: week one. Oh, we'll be all right. We'll be able to move on. But the, you know, there
3: there is no tomorrow. <laughs>
2: so tomorrow. what?
0: So what's next for them? What's next? They go like Jimmy. Does that mean McCarthy's automatically gone and, and like Prescott starts over? Is this or is it like, you know, Belichick, the next phone call? I should, I, I posted that video of us talking about it this morning. Like, it kind of came into fruition because I didn't think that they were going to lose. And I thought, you know, they're just going to stay, you know, like they always do. But when you lose a game like this and you come back with the same duo, I mean, you're just setting yourself up again for the same story. You're just going to beat yourself into the wall. I mean, at some point, right? They got to the, make a decision.
1: Isn't this there. what they just did? Like, this is what they just did this past year because Mike yeah. McCarthy. I mean, the past two years, I said it on tailgate this morning, the fact that we've had two straight seasons where Mike McCarthy has been at least partially to blame for the playoff collapse, and now it happened even a week earlier. I yep. still said this morning that the Cowboys were going to win because it's their MO, that they go 12-5 and five in the regular season, expect make everybody think their expectations are higher than they should be, and then they go out and they'll get, lose in the divisional round. Turns out it was the wild card round this weekend, and it's crazy because – it seems to always be the matchup against the Packers in the playoffs because the Packers have their number. I, I don't think anybody has been more successful at AT&T Stadium outside of the Cowboys than the Green Bay Packers, and this Six just adds owner. to that. Yeah, <laughs> adds to that legacy. Adds to the legacy of the franchise that they can just pick whatever yep. quarterback and he'll turn them into whatever they need. Uh so.
0: yeah, Dakota, we got Dakota, we got the yeah, Dakota.
2: Yeah, there are no excuses for whatever happened in that first half there. Just the inability to get on the same page. Him and C.D. Lamb not being able to connect. It seems By like. Wait, where Mar- was Micah Parsons? Uh, where? did he be found? Really? Hey, shout out to Zach Tom and whoever the left tackles who stepped in for David Bakhtiari. Because, yeah, they put the lockdowns on a Dude. pretty good pass rush. Yeah, who knew a Zach that
0: tonight on the show that the that rev. that's the offensive line knowledge we like There, 60 41 <laughs> is, that makes my heart hurt as so i think lineman. i feel like we talked about the cowboys just put a little bow on this game here because we don't have as many to go into so we'll kind of as we get through the show here we got it i just a little just a little bit here a little love we've talked a little love to the packers but i mean come on i mean jimmy we had them in the the dead performance at our little game there. They were the only team that made the playoffs. So now they're advancing to the divisional round. I mean, my goodness, you get as tough a matchup as you want coming off a of bye against the, the Niners. But yeah. still, the way you beat down the number two seed with a young quarterback and what was it I saw the, what they have before the game, the youngest team since 1977 or the youngest Packers. Yeah, they're, they're, at, they're the you youngest know. team in the NFL this year. So, yeah. I don't the- know. Like They're going to they're gonna be like the Texans next year. It's like they're going to be one of the hype teams in the NFC, right? Oh, they almost have to be. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah.
3: Regardless if they win or do what happens next week, they they have to be because they're young, they have talent. There's there's they have more. They have cap space. They can do more in off season. Uh, Could yeah, they be like
0: the Bengals were a couple of years ago? Like you know when you guys beat the you know is that like gonna be like – Can they show that? That's like, the second it? person today that's made that comparison, and I still <laughs> don't like it. It's killing you. are
2: killing me. still don't like Donny, it. The only the only. Iffy situation is the fact that this is year four for Jordan love. So yeah, you can say that the cap is low, but ultimately there's options they're going to, they're going to have to figure out what Jordan love is worth. Like has he That's earned cool. that. Has he earned that major QB money? Has he even earned a Daniel Jones contract? Like, they're going to have to go to the drawing. Board. Just, <laughs> Sorry,
0: <laughs> that's, that's left. You're right. Because I'm like, in my head, that's a, as you were saying that, Rev, I was like, Daniel Jones just got paid a pretty sure. That's like, I'm thinking they'll pay love, but that's funny. Yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, I think
1: a much better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Yeah, so I think they're safer. Yeah. aspects. He makes, he's got the, some people have the ability to make plays off schedule. A lot of those throws that he made, they were very good throws and they weren't. <clears throat> he had pressure in his face. He had somebody bearing down on him. He was able to stand in there. He has zero regard for his own body because he took a lot of shots today. Like yeah. getting standing in there as long as it takes. Uh, I don't. I don't, I just don't know. I love. I want to give them as much credit as they deserve because they deserve it. And uh, shout out Jair Alexander because when you talk as much shit and, and behave the way that he does, you have to be able to back it up. That interception. I don't know what. I would like to know what Dak was looking track. at in the first half. Yeah, I'm gonna because that. that interception was—it was a beautiful play. It would be baited him into it perfectly, but as an NFL quarterback, how do you make that throw? I like guess as, yeah, as a guy that's as as one of as that's my sports commented, sixty-one million dollars in dead cap. That's, that was a Russell Wilson level performance tonight from Dak Prescott. That wasn't a sixty million
0: dollar man.
2: That's a throw yeah. right there you're talking yeah, about. It. those guys' zone coverages were just giving Dak fits all day. Even that pick six with Darnell Savage, it was like he had no clue what a safety was. Savage was reading his eyes the whole time. Steps right in front of the ball, and no one even touches him on the pick six. Like th- I- The coverage was just tricking him all day.
0: And then the pick six was like the other one was like just a walk in the end zone, that one too. And this is a name I love this little Donald Driver. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. It's been a while since I heard that. <laughs> that that's a that's an old school Packers name, wide receiver there. Uh he was a beast, Isn't Packers. Isn't that the guy in the, the broken leg Matt PS? Oh, that was video? Greg Jennings. okay. <laughs> okay.
3: I Driver forget Daniel. how many
0: actually decent receivers the Packers have had. Yeah, the one and- I <laughs> the Packers receiver that always stood out to me first is because. I don't, it was Antonio Freeman, just because of the. But it was always that Monday night game yeah. where they like, catch. Yeah, Freeman. It was,
2: uh, they had Javon Walker for those years. Javon driver, Walker, Jennings, Yarf,
0: right? Jordy right Nelson. Here
3: when he we, he took the kick return back and he did like a little half flip and then landed on his feet
0: and took it in the end zone.
3: Kind of Jerome sensimness,
0: yeah. But yeah. oh, yeah. caught my eye on on Jennings. Yeah, the, I, driver, good caller. That's my sports with it. So Packers, they move on to play. Well, we get into the, we'll get into the divisional previews. You'll see our mugs on the uh, next week on that. We'll get to the maybe that a little bit here at the end with it. But so they get to play the Niners, um, whatever. At this point for them, I think that yeah. So another that's another classics uh, tight end there. Bubba Frank's yeah. is that one out there. Bubba Is it Bubba a tight end there. Bubba, Bubba Frank's, that, yeah. Bubba there Franks was the other tight end besides JerMichael Finley on that. Who was the guy that John Madden, Madden loved? loved the defensive tackle? It was like next to Reggie White, oh, Gilbert oh, Brown, DJ Ruggsy. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys were going older, older yeah. than I was. Mm-hmm. I was saying like Gilbert Brown. I think he has the he had like the face mask. He was like huge. Yeah, was yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was he was mm-hmm. a classic guy there on it. All right, so what do we? I'm checking in on the Rams. I want to keep people updated on that as we move along. Jimmy, I got it. Twenty one seventeen. Still, it is
1: still twenty one seventeen. The Lions have the ball and they're driving because
0: Amon Ross St. Yeah. Brown is on a mission. Yeah,
2: they're up there in LA territory now. St. Brown just got a first down. So.
0: Well, we talked about that lions that lions uh, yeah. offense being able to out physical the the Rams, right, Jordan? And that maybe bit.
3: we did, we did so. a little
0: bit. The, yeah, but little right more. now, I mean the the the, line, the lions look like the more
3: physical team right now, both both on the ground and in the air. So, uh, I'm they're, they're kind of they're impressing me. We we always knew they were physical. I mean, both backs were close to a thousand yards, but right now it's the the, the these receivers. I'm. Mean, I Amin mean, Ra's catching these balls, and he's just he's he's running still, angry. Yeah, he they, didn't, him really,
2: off. they like, didn't vote him in the Pro Bowl. He's on a mission. I mean, sure, he got some – I don't know if he was first or second team all pro. He got some all pro love. But you know at yeah. these are, whatever they can use to motivate them as perceived Ooh, hatred, he didn't make the Pro Bowl. So, yeah, he's on a mission now. Oh man! Imagine uh, this guy. Imagine
1: this guy on any other team. how Every I think didn't every team pass on him?
2: Josh right. well, got too. Yeah, Josh Reynolds. Yeah, we got drafted around six. Yeah, <laughs> or around five or six. This I mean, it's ridiculous. crazy. Some of these
0: guys. It was funny. I was looking whenever I listen to the guys lineups when they announce them. You know, especially on Sunday night, <laughs> like where they're from. I'm always like, because you always think like the big colleges, and you're like, you, a lot of them are like TCU or like you, I'm about saying like. But like they're all spread out. It's not like these all dominant teams usually. You're like, it's crazy. Even at the NFL level, it's like you just it's it's all about do you fit the team, do all that. So, um, all right. So let's get to the next one here, Pat. I feel like Cowboys. How about them,
1: Good them night. boys? Yeah.
0: Well, how about them? We'll give you a little tip of the cap. Add,
1: add to the tally of however many Cowboys fans got Super Bowl champion yes. tattoos, Jimmy. If and I add it to the list,
2: if I Jimmy Smith's gonna have a <laughs>
0: if I had the time and the want to, I'd go back to every episode where we'd said, yeah, I don't trust the Cowboys. And then edit it. every time I, so let me, we could have probably have 48 seconds. And just I'm pretty that. sure I said, <laughs> we
1: said that last week. Who is uh, the team most likely to get upset? Yeah, was Cowboys.
0: Uh, all right. Let's get to another team in Texas though. Played a little bit better guys. I know you guys talked a lot about it this morning. So I just want to maybe we'll kind of take a different angle at it. than you guys went at it uh, this morning. We talked about it with, with Brandon on there. I want to kind of, Rev, I kind of want to look at it from, all right, we talked from what the team is saying about CJ Stroud. Like, that's to me what matters. Like, when his coach is playing, D'Amico Ryans is as charismatic a coach you could play for. I would think that you'd be jacked up to play for somebody like that. Just the energy he's bringing, especially when your team's winning, and the faith he's putting in this player as CJ Stroud, saying he's the reason we're here and we're in this position. And you look at some of the throws I'm going to get up on the screen here in just a little bit. I mean, the thing I like about the Texans, even though they miss a few of them, Ren, they really take shots with the deep ball.
2: Yeah, I love the fact that they trust him so much. And yeah. you look into how things were going heading into this year, you're thinking, okay, maybe take Dale could turn out because, well, he looked good, like during the senior bowl and things like that. He gets injured, so that's another blow. You got – Robert Woods, who's starting to get a little older. Noah Brown, who was a guy they just picked up from the Cowboys. John Mechie coming off from, I forgot what type of cancer he had that kept him out from last season. And then Nico Collins, who never quite lived up to his potential yet. Like, this is not necessarily a top 10 receiving group we're talking about right now. And C.J. Stroud comes in, is handed the tools that he has right now. Like, imagine C.J. Stroud with Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb. He wasn't given that. But regardless, nice. he stays calm, he stays composed, he makes the throws, and the moment, the moment just doesn't seem too big for him, for him, which is impressive for a guy that young. Like You saw that in the Georgia playoff game the year it, before. The moment is just not too big for him.
1: It is not the it, – it, I know that the, that's what you're going to say, Jordan. It's not that he played at Ohio State why he can handle big games. You know why he handles the big games like he does? Because nobody – That's a rookie quarterback in the NFL has prepared the way that he does and constantly seeks out advice from other people around the league, other parts of his team. I'm pretty sure he sits in the defensive back meetings each week to try and talk with them, both giving them pointers about what he's looking for when they're trying to disguise coverage, and then they're giving him different things, different keys to look for. Also, like the plays that we're watching that that first touchdown to Schultz, that's the second one. It's pure scheme. And he knows where the guys are going to be. He's throwing those; their anticipatory throws. That's a guy who's watched that play play out a million and a half times, both on screen, in his head, in the VR headset, on the field. This is a guy that takes no day off for his preparation. That's why we never see him get rattled, because he knows that he's seen about everything that another team can do to him every day over the past however many time, days that he's had to prepare. I think that's what is missed about C.J. Stroud. It is, yes, he has big-time experience from where he played college football. He was in the college football playoff. But this is not the C. This C.J. Stroud is so much different than the C.J. Stroud that was in Columbus. This wow. C.J. Stroud whoops Georgia, even with the, the rosters the same. If C.J. Stroud was as mature as he is right now, had I I. this is the biggest surprise to me since I've been doing broadcasting, radio, podcasting. I did not expect any of this. Yeah. I did not expect this level of success from him. He is single-handedly turning around this narrative about Ohio State quarterbacks because of what he's been able to do. So those guys are are benefiting from him even more. This is this is something that shouldn't be.
0: That's a good one. That, that was my favorite play. I should have stayed on the couch. I should have stayed <laughs> on there. Uh, I got a. Uh, I had. I had uh, Logan in here. This is how Browns feel. I know you're a Cowboys fan, so that's why you're next. Ever. This is how Browns feel though. After a game like this, they need help. I, you know, th- like I was telling Doug when I was doing the the ba- I did the basketball show uh, with him after the game, and I was like, I was like, man, this is how franchises are. Some of them just can't get out of their own way. And like at the end of the day, maybe we just put too much stock into Flacco.
2: Why? You know
0: what I mean? Like maybe we were like Flacco's this, he's that. I I mean, he throws those two pick sixes back to back. I mean, do you guys think real quick on the Browns like? Was it Flacco's game, or was that just more Stroud was just a stud and Flacco couldn't keep up?
3: I think it's 50-50, but you, sure. but uh kind of going back to the first comment you made about the organization, I mean, they had 27% of their starters are on the
0: IR. That's true. And they still got it done. Five different quarterbacks. I'm not giving so, taking away credit from that. I'm more just saying if we take that to the next yeah. level, which is playoff success as a fan, like you guys struggle with the Bengals, like Jimmy said – I mean, a tear on AFC Championship Sunday, that's not normal. Like, that's that's because it doesn't happen. So as a Browns fan, that's where they're at now. It's like you get a little taste. You get a little taste. Yeah. And it's like ripped out of your heart. It's ripped yeah. out because Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? That's what I mean as a, an NFL fan because it's a grind. You're like, okay, I got to wait all the way to next year now, and we'll see what happens. You know, so I don't know. Is the defense going to be as good next year? So I don't know. We'll
2: see. Yeah, and, well – Flacco does have to stomach some of that blame in which he looked good for about a quarter and a half and kind of sputtered away. However, something needs to be said about this top five defense that gave up under 200 passing yards a game and was so stout all season. I there's a majority nice at story. home. Their, their,
3: their two starting safeties were out yesterday. Hmm. I mean, that, that to me, I mean, the, well, the, look, look at what happened to the Bengals all season. Two starting safeties walking free agency and we struggled all year to rebuild it. Two starting safeties go out in a playoff game. That's that that, that that to me that's pretty that's pretty big. You're losing your main communicators in the secondary that keeps everybody in line.
2: That's a blow, definitely. But then on the other hand, you still have your Denzel Ward and your Greg Newsome one on one with the Texans' receiving core, which I don't think anyone had an idea in which. Also, them on the other hand, not having Tank Dell, which is also what their second leading receiver all season, in which. You know, teams are dealing with their blows. I mean, this Texas offensive line has been battered at Bruce all season. Like Kendrick Green getting hurt. you didn't really see much of I'm trying to remember the other well, either Ken Yin, the guy that they drafted in the first round, or Kendrick Green. Like this was also team shuffling quite a bit here. And ultimately, you got Miles Garrett, your first team all pro candidate. A good chunk of the rest of the defense coming back and healthy at the end of the year. And they got gashed.
0: I think I think if you're a Browns fan, it it feels a little bit more demoralizing. Like the way that game went out, 45-14. It wasn't really even a battle. And then those two pick sixes that, that like that happens with it, and then like just the deep bombs, like it, it, they they could and they couldn't fight back at that point. And they were and they were done. And I and what was it? I think Jimmy brought the defense on the road, right? Like that's not it, it hasn't translated. That was the one spot they weren't able to kind of keep it going was on the road. And the Texans at the end of the day if you were a Browns fan you're like what team would you want to play in the playoffs i would have thought this is the team you would have wanted to play maybe i'm wrong but Depends you know steelers yeah i mean maybe i maybe mean, no. that's another rather play but it was maybe it is Red steelers that we'll get into a little bit later here in a little bit but uh i don't know that was the, that was the most interesting it wasn't the most interesting game to me going into the week but i i picked the texans on that one i did get right finally got one right but it was more just because that Browns mojo. It's more like and there's stuff that I believe in, and those things that I the Texas Texans were able to overcome it. Well, Jimmy, I'm with you a little bit. Maybe I'm we got to start. Mojo. Maybe rookie QBs don't matter anymore. Who knows? Maybe that, maybe that's part of it. Maybe that doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> those rookie QBs. Come on, buddy. You got to get. I'm into not going to
1: say that because then it's it's going to feed into it's going to feed into your co-host and his delusional. I his delusional that. quest to try and get everybody else to take Brock Purdy seriously, even though he's got the best running back, tight end, left tackle, receiver. uh
0: defense, breaking news, breaking coach, news. GM. Break- what else can they have? <laughs> exactly. He's got everything that he wants on his break- team. Uh is it breaking news that uh we that the Lions kicked a field goal is that breaking is that count as breaking news now people on the football world? Is that uh it's not uh, breaking that-
1: anymore because it's <laughs> It's not breaking anymore because it was it was the
0: last one, and now the Rams are driving on the other end. I know, We got that. So now we got they're they're moving the ball. They got a chance to tie it up here uh, on seven. Uh, as we're looking yeah, into, it, uh, we're getting the,
1: close to probably the Lions' defense is
0: not good. It's they're just not good.
1: I don't improved. know what anybody was expecting.
2: It's improved, but yeah, there's, there's it's improved, but
1: it's making. it's yeah. not Stafford and and McVeigh proof. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely another edge rusher to compliment Aiden Hutchinson can help. Definitely. yeah.
0: Do you think a lot of people just look at it good because of Hutchinson? Just that name or something like that? Or just because they got to the playoffs and they're physical? I mean, we'll see what happens with them. So they're 24-17. What are we at? Third quarter here, 423 left. They got the ball in the red zone. Jimmy will keep us updated here if they get in the end zone here. Soon, and we'll let you know. Tie it up. We have a tall tie ball game going in the fourth quarter. Is that possible? Is that humanly possible? It's happened. Like Louis, it. yeah, we'll get to that later. Logan, just to let you know here. Uh, go ahead, Rev.
2: Oh no, I'll just say it looks like it. I don't got nothing.
0: Yeah, no, I got y'all that. on right, so we talked that. All right, I've never out here. Forty. It was. It got as cold as forty-five degrees out here in Northern California where I live. Uh, but around the rest of the country, it sounds Aww. like. But around the rest of the country, it sounds like it was hell. And so it was minus five when we had the other night there with the or, where we had uh our guy, everybody like just freezing out there uh in Kansas City. It kind of just felt like all the cards, like <laughs> like any worst case scenario for the Dolphins. It could have happened, right? Everybody going down with injuries. Oh, yeah, we're also going to throw. You can't even have a Teddy Bruschi in the stadium at you. Like, you. Nothing could happen at the game there, and they still get the they get the win there. Uh, the Chiefs look great. Jimmy, what do you make of a game like this where it just felt like – it's these games are weird to me where it's like the Dolphins had kind of – it felt like no chance because of the weather situation a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Dolphins didn't show up a little bit more. But what'd you, what did your make of What did you make of it? there's nothing i mean the weather made
1: it i i feel like all the weather did was slow the cheats down a little bit more even though they still kind of boat raced them and, and beat them up by almost 20 yeah this is this was the same team this was the same team that uh we've seen over the years like last year the excuse was we had a backup quarterback i said that this morning too this year what's the excuse going to be you have the quarterback that you've tried to build around, you have the coach that you brought in to help and whisper to this quarterback. And he's funny. He's, he's, you know, he's funny. He's nice. He's trying to be all, all this kind of stuff, but it doesn't translate and it didn't translate. They were fraudulent. You did not beat more than one team with a winning record. How did we ever expect them to be successful in the playoffs when you can't even do that? You had the bills trying to hand you the division. I remember after Watching Buffalo get detro- destroyed by the Bengals, I was like, "Well, now the lie Ly- that we know that the Dolphins are going to win AFC East because uh, the Bills absolutely suck." And what happened? Oh, you lost it to them in the last week.
0: And uh, I, I'm with you on that. I feel real quick here. Shout out my wife. I got okay. Yes, hello, hello, kids. If you're out there watching, I, I appreciate you. I like, it. Uh, Douglas. If you're out there, Douglas, you're out there too. Frank, run back on defense. Remember that was what we said yesterday, Derek. Run back. Xavier, stop fouling people. That's what I mean. he is. That's, that's Coach hey, there
1: They give you five of those <laughs> fouls for a reason. you are supposed to use them.
0: Uh, you don't get to I take them home with you. I appreciate Exactly. That's what I told him. He got four, so he stayed in the game. I didn't take him out for a lot, but he, that happened. So that's what happened at second grade basketball. Uh, field people. goal by the Rams, 24-20.
2: Looks like Mastin looked a little shaken up for a second on the bench, but I don't know he if it's he got
0: anything. Was up that Stafford's finger from earlier?
1: No, uh, that hit. one was uh, – he just took a shot to the ribs as he was also getting sacked by um, – uh, Hutchinson? No, Hutchinson? He got out. hit
2: by Hutchinson. It wasn't a sack, but he got hit. Yeah, he that's what I meant.
0: Um, he got he got hit pretty good. All right. right. He'll be, now. be back. <laughs> Jordan, real quick, is this more the Chiefs are back or the Dolphins were more frauds?
3: Uh, at 110% and I said it this morning, the Dolphins were
0: frauds. Okay, so just uh, 100% frauds. All right. I'm going to retread Jimmy a little bit
3: because, you know, one win over 500. Uh, your coach is a locker room guy, uh, not very serious, and it kind of showed in this playoff game. Uh, so, so many times they were in third down situations. Offensive line, penalty after penalty, pre-snap air after pre-snap air. Uh, they just put themselves behind the chains all night. Uh, they looked totally out of sync. They really didn't change the playbook that much. They were throwing passes east to west with defenders clearly not being fooled. McDuffie's right there about every time. Uh, just look, just, just totally looked undisciplined, totally didn't look ready. Uh, we can say, you know, home field advantage, but at negative 30 degrees, both quarterbacks are playing in the same thing. And both quarterbacks had totally different results. And to me, that, that came down to coaching and exactly what we saw Miami do all year. I think we got fantasized in the game. They scored 60-plus points. Uh, they had That'd speed. We be- were all excited. <laughs> It was the Broncos. I hate
0: the Broncos I want to make sure it
3: was seven. We were we fooled. They, they 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 pulled the blinds on people. They you know they they, yeah, know
0: they, they gave us
3: snake oil all season long and a lot of people putting out. But uh I it's a, <laughs> I still right. think I still think Kansas City's gonna struggle, but uh it's uh it's more on Miami. Uh, Kansas uh, City have some, some mm-hmm. swagger going into it. They did show some toughness. But uh in my opinion, Miami was 100% for odds.
0: Uh, yeah. you no know Jay Fielder. Yes, go ahead, Rev.
2: Yeah, and before the game, basically what Kansas City did was go over to Isaiah Pacheco and say, well... It's going to be a negative. This is your game, Isaiah Pacheco. Just run loose like the angry, wild man pinball of a running back you are and just run all over these boys. And that's exactly what he did here. Like, man, Miami at times you just saw defensive players kind of going around blocks kind of timidly, you know, arm tackling and stuff like that. And, you're not going to survive trying to arm tackle a guy who runs with the intensity of Isaiah Pacheco. And basically, KC ran all over them. So I think that you got to be encouraged as if you're a KC fan is the fact that the offense was moving the ball and it wasn't necessarily because of Travis Kelsey being the main kind of go-to guy. It was really a big game from Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco, kind of your second and third in command. And they stepped up after a kind of pedestrian game from Travis Kelsey.
0: Uh, I I want to get some of the here. We'll get back to that real quick with it. Is Kels is it as I as Rev, I have it up on the screen just for people to know that uh that just real quick, the chip play of the helmet, the helmet coming off. I'm not Cheers. sure if you guys have ever experienced shut, that in the cold. Shut, out wait, there. Shit,
1: damn it. Really? <laughs> it's, it's the same thing when Nike saw um Zion almost blow
0: his knee in their shoes. Like, you no. know. That was so, I mean, that, that game will never, I will stay with because I, uh, I think I remember Obama was at that game and they were like, made a huge deal. And they're like, literally a minute in the game, he goes down. And it's like, well, that took the energy out of it. Uh, they were all excited about the president being there. And it's like, nope, that's not happening. Uh, all right. Hey, we got a couple, a couple of comments here. Like I said, I like this one, the Jay Fielder, if you're an old school Raiders. I <laughs> uh, got there. Uh, how about the Packers? Josh Edwards, my guy out on the seventh inning stretch, and the Lions. I know you picked the Packers. I know you got it right. I'm sorry, I got that I, I didn't get that one. Uh Stafford's hurt. Looks like he's in the blue tent. Maybe we'll keep you updated on that one. Maybe he's back here. Uh we still got 24-20 there. Um and then we got your your guy here, maybe Nico wouldn't be poetic because Stafford did come back and went on it far. To, yes, it wouldn't that was be poetic. Great. Was, I, was, I'm
1: also yeah. interacting with
0: the chat. All right, let me go. If that's you with it, then I like that comment, Jimmy, yes. because that would be very poetic. I do believe in those things. With this. I so.
1: was, I wanted, I wish it wasn't separated shoulder because that was the that was where the Stafford story started to be the really legend. a thing. But broken ribs work
0: just fine. The legend of Matt Stafford. Uh, is that can you, as, as a cold weather person? If somebody's played football. Does that like? I guess my question to you guys do you guys grew up in it in Denver, Jordan? I'm assuming is where Ohio gets cold up there too. Uh, it's very cold out there. How do you even start getting warm to hit people? like, Or is it like you just you're, you get so numb and you don't feel it anymore? Like, what is there like? What do you do in that situation? I, that to me has always amazed me, like in football, is like with these ice conditions, <sighs> how. I don't know how they can hit the ground as many times. I don't know. It just amazes me a little bit. You just gotta
1: hope that you never stop moving. Like you're yeah, really. always
0: on the field because
1: the more time, like on offense, because Rev and I were offensive linemen in college, it got pretty cold. And we never really had to play in like that extreme of temperature, but hmm. if it, if the wind is blowing and your offense, is, you're on offense and the defense just stays out there and they can't get stops and they're converting, that's when it really starts to be like, is, whose advantage is this? We're playing at home right now, but I can't feel anything. Like, my fingers <laughs> and toes are totally numb. I have a jacket on, but that doesn't – it's not doing a thing. You want to be constantly out there. So, in a perfect world, if you're playing in a game that cold, you are just – you it's like scoring five plays, defense gets a three and out. Scoring five, six plays, defense mm-hmm. gets a three and out because then you get both sides of the ball yeah. moving and nobody ever gets too cold. But you, inevitably, that's what ends up happening is like huh. one side does, does
2: get frozen. How yeah, awesome. I'm kind of gonna piggyback with Jimmy saying here and there. Yeah. yeah, Like the more you move, the more you can kind of ignore it because you're working up a sweat, you're getting warmed up. But if you're like a bench player or you know a second string guy, or if you're on the sidelines for a while, not really moving, that's when the cold really gets. And it, it always affects everyone differently. But yeah, it gets to my it gets to my toes and my fingers right away. So like, yeah, you gotta you gotta stay moving to try to ignore it. Really, so that's why feel the better.
0: That's why you mean Adam Vinatieri's snow kick is still one of the best under. Like, how the heck this guy sat out oh, all day and kicked uh, <laughs> it? Like, I wonder, Jordan, too, as a coach, like, I would, you got to think, like, from a health standpoint, too. Like, these, you know, if they're sitting out too long, like, I don't know. I guess not. There's, like, maybe not NFL-wise, but your guys, maybe at the high school level. you're. I, no, they don't care at all. It's cold.
3: No, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, I, I treat them the same way they treated me in the Marine Corps. Uh, fucking go. Suck good.
0: it Fuck, up. Suck it up, you're suck here it up for-
3: buttercup. Suck it up,
0: buttercup. Suck it up, buttercup.
3: You know, especially if we're if we're playing games late in the season that are meaningful and yeah. they're that old, you're there for a fucking reason. So, yeah. uh, you, 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 and I'm sure the both these gentlemen can agree agree with me. You're you're there for a reason. Uh, you you want to keep them moving. Uh, I never had guys stay stagnant. Always cared about their feet. Uh, always checking on each other stuff like that. Nature. Uh, <laughs> do do first- a
0: push up, man. Do a push yeah. up. You Seriously, boy. do
2: some burpees. <laughs> run run a mile. Jump in place, run in place, that's do something like yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. or go with the Mark Schlerer technique and piss yourself
0: because it is uh, warm. That's true. Or really reach, you gotta
2: reach—you really gotta reach down in that area, just put your hand in your pants, basically, just make sure your hand's yeah. still warm. Like what's the, the Tim thing? Brown ball. That's our number. Some ball. ice cubes. Why are, you know, they, why are your legs shaking? My fingers froze. My natural my
3: balls yeah, together.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna get some warmth down there, man.
3: Hand warmers in your socks and
0: put in your toes. That's great. I mean, it, it, that did not look comfortable to play in there with it. Hana, just, just tell the kids, just tell the kids, earmuffs. Remember that. If Somebody cut. You just got to say earmuffs. That's uh It's all <what'sORT2M1> you say. Ear I'm not a
1: role model. This is not so my role <laughs> model
0: position. <laughs> uh, all right, hey. So Chiefs get that win there. Yeah, yeah. So they, they move on. We'll see where uh, we'll see where tomorrow goes with the Bills game there. See where they end up uh, end up getting the matchup with um, Wentz to the rescue. Yes, your boy Wentz. To
2: the oh rescue. yeah, the red bomber. The so red ball is
0: in right now. Is, that, is he actually at twenty four twenty? We're getting started the fourth quarter here. Um, four fifty three left in it. It's a Lions ball right now. Looks like it's going to get to? It's. Lion, got, I'm pretty sure it's a Lions ball. They're coming back now on
1: on my stream. So.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I like my my favorite coach in bundle is always Bill Belichick. There. All right, hey, give me one of this question of the week. Row one, brand new one. Just give me quick. Your come to your mind with it. Rev, I say favorite wild card memory. From the past, is there like a game or something that sticks out in your mind right away?
2: Well, right away is going to be what is going to make Jimmy shake his head. I'm thinking about that Bengals game in which uh, it was kind of back and forth, but then like some shenanigans on Cincinnati's end, whether it's Vontez Perfect losing his head and just doing what he instinctually does. We're going
3: to forget about Joey Porter. I was going to say Joey Porter started it. That's cool. I mean, yeah. man,
2: there's there's definitely a give or take in there. You know, Pac Man Jones is. Give and take. Pro- oh, yeah. Pac Jones is one of the more provocable people out there. We, we can't I know be defending Vontaze perfect like this. like
1: this. We can't be defending. I can defend the team, but I'm not defending Vontaze. Vontaze, yeah, Vont- idiot, Vontaze
2: so. was like step and was, one. I'm not in person. I'll defend him again. to the end. Yeah. Was, yeah.
1: To the end. That was bad. He's just a dirty. <laughs> he, he played really dirty. Really but if
3: Jeremy Hill doesn't fumble the ball, we're not in that situation.
1: Period. There's a lot of things that we could have done to not be in that. Jordan, you don't know my my story with this game. I ran my mouth so much before because that was the year that we started 15 and 0. So I was yeah. like, "Oh, we're good. We're gonna I, we get the monkey off our back against the Steelers." And everybody in my 4,000 person high school knew that we were uh, who I was cheering for that weekend. <laughs> I couldn't. I nearly had to take a week off of school, like the first four days of that week. Yeah, the T, I, I, both of those, Tuck rule.
0: That Uh, that was divisional.
1: uh, Brother, I I, I
3: took personal leave off in the Marine Corps to go to my first NFL game, and that was it. Oh, man. You would talk about a meltdown. I feel your pain.
0: That game was first. I yeah. I wasn't I was able to, to numb my
1: pain at that point. i was I was only seventeen, but I do remember that like it was yesterday.
0: How about the, the Denver Miracle? They got what I got. All right, that's my sports up here. Uh, Tebow, we got the tough. Uh, uh,
2: not, not uh, about that was like Tebow's up. only good passing game. That was, was his only, yeah, <laughs> that, was good. that was the
0: that was the all out blitz that came back to bite me. Man,
2: Shannon <laughs> cheers. It was sweeter
3: than getting on Twitter and saying, Tebow time.
0: And man, recipes
2: to Marius Thomas, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, um. Okay, so here's the first one that jumps out to me is the Packers Niners, but uh, Owens Owens. Oh, yeah. it's like as a kid, well, that was the first one over the, the middle. The 49ers radio guy is a legend.
1: Yeah. yeah, I I will give Tyler and and um Brian that their radio guys is really good. He's, He's one was, of the guys that I listened to before.
0: He's the same he was, guy that made the call for the uh, the big game. You know the the favorite lap, the famous lateral led too. Uh, where they may score at that big game. He's the same announcer for that. For the he was the same announcer for the Cowboys as Steve, well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's all I thought you were talking about.
1: The
3: the where he goes, where Steve <laughs> Young
1: almost fell down. He's like, cuts, cuts it back again, and he gets, a, and
3: he Minnesota, away again. Minnesota Miracle. The Christian <laughs> Ponder stands out in my mind.
0: Oh, that was a good. That's a good one right there. Yeah, that's a that that that's a good wild card. I mean, obviously the first one I remember is. My parents were looking for a house at the time. I was, like, nine, I think I was nine and a half. And I was really yeah, – obviously, you're, I'm, a, I'm big into sports there. And, like, this guy had the game, game on the radio. I just remember, like, back then that was a big deal, 94. It kind of had a little walking radio. And he's like, yeah, the Oilers are up big on the Bills right now. Uh, and then, of course, the favorite, the famous game where the Bills come back. Frank and they break. That one always oh, sticks out man. as well. And then one more I have to get in. It goes back to the Niners just because, obviously, it's a bear to do it was the one with the giants when they were up 38 to 14 and they could snap a football on a field goal and they could like the whole game that was another one that kind of stands out to me as uh ones that were blown so I, wild card there's some good memories out there with some of these games I Yeah,
2: that. i gotta i gotta put another one out there i just remember that beast quake run with seattle versus new orleans yeah. oh no, that's just another one just yeah. level ferocity and him yeah. stiff harvey i don't know if it was darren sharper or roman harper i'm forgetting who it was i'm but hoping he just, it was- it was Darren Sharper. Yeah, I'm hoping it was Darren fire. Sharper because obviously he's a scumbag. But either way, the way he just racked off that safety and then did the hold by nuts, dive into <laughs> the end zone. <laughs> yeah, too Legendary. Uh, Rev, a little positive
0: for you. I do remember the uh, the Browns, Tommy Maddox or Holcomb and the Browns. That's one that stands out to me too, wild card mm-hmm. 2002 area. I remember Tommy Maddox people getting a wild card <laughs> right there too. So there's a few of them with it. Hey – we it came out earlier. Logan asked it earlier. Let's get into it now. We've got a lot of comments there. I appreciate people tuning in with it uh, into the into the show here. Talking the gridiron playoff side. What well, we be talking about the coaches there with it, like Belichick and Harbaugh and Carroll. I guess my next question, kind of, is, we kind of get to about the third and half, about close to the fourth quarter of the show here, uh, Hall of Fame coaches. Belichick, they're available. They're avail- Carroll's gone. Saban's gone. Are they all done coaching, or do you think they? Is Belichick guaranteed to come back? Like, I don't know, Jimmy. Like, is he going to come back? Is it guaranteed he comes back? I, I, don't know if, I don't know if
1: any of them are guaranteed to come back. Like, these are these are all some advanced gentlemen. They might want to, and I think there's going to be places that want them to come back. Uh, Saban's interesting to me because it seemed like he was involved in the hiring process of his successor, yeah. so maybe he stays down there as more of an advisor uh, because that might have been how they talked to... like. Okay, you can retire, but just stay on as an advisor because we want to make sure the program doesn't, you know, what you built. We want to make sure that we can keep the infrastructure in place. So I don't, I don't know about that whole whole thing. I, I would say, I, I would say that they probably want to coach. It's the, it sounds like Carol definitely wants to coach, and yeah. Belichick might be if he gets the right situation. He might want to prove that he can win one without Brady. Um, but honestly, out of those three names, I'm not really excited about. It. If I was a team that was in need of a coach, I wouldn't be looking for. I'm not trolling the the aged the aged out home for my next head coach. I'm not looking for
0: the nursing home wing of uh, Canton where I can find my next coach. Rev, I kind of think Carol. It'd be interesting for me. I I don't feel the same way about the about Belichick, but to me, it'd be kind of interesting if Carol went back to college.
2: Uh, definitely a little bit because Pete Carroll always kind of had like that you know, they kind of have, when you look at Nick Saban and his serious, strict, stern approach, Pete Carroll is always a lot more on a friendlier side, like a bit of a, you know, I don't know if you want to call him a players coach, but he was definitely a lot more rah-rah, and that definitely appeals to more college people. However, I kind of get the feeling that at least, it's kind of being hinted that Carroll wants to stick around in Seattle and at least be around behind the scenes, if not a coach. I could definitely see Carroll and Belichick coming back. However, with Nick Saban, it just feels like over these last couple of years, you keep getting like these kind of like jabs and these pokes at the NIL system. And it's not that I don't think he can compete in the NIL era, Alabama, but you can definitely tell it just it, you kind of it kind of felt like sour grapes when. You ever hear Nick Saban talking about the level playing field in the NCAA and how NIL is ruining the game and this and that? Like, yeah, I, I don't know if Saban comes back.
0: Yeah, I think he's done. I, I agree with you on him. I just kind of found it funny that all three kind of hung up the hat. Like within like what was it, two or three days? Maybe Carroll didn't choose to. As he said, not enough football people were making the decisions there in the room. That's what he thought overall. Within like, these guys were all in their seventies. They've been around a long time. Um, I don't know. I, I know, like Fal- some of our Falcons guys, they said they might be able to make I'm you tired a-
1: of this, Grandpa.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, the Falcons have been intriguing. You know, Belichick. I've heard things with that. I don't know. I think I think it'll be interesting which one maybe comes back. Uh, Jordan, any final thoughts on those guys?
3: Uh, I I think I think out of out of the three that we're uh, discussing, I definitely think Belichick comes back first. I think he has more of a chip on his shoulder because it was yeah. a, it was kind of a mutual parting ways. People are kind of questioning his legacy right now. So it, yeah. I at least personally do NFL teams fish for it. I you know, six rings is hard to ignore Tom Brady or not. Uh the you know, Mac Jones didn't pan out quite like they they thought they would. So that's not not a hundred percent on him from a coaching perspective and organization perspective. They they haven't brought in the big free agents names that we're used to seeing. You yeah. know, we're used to seeing the Randy Mosses and uh you know the the Welkers and kinda uh, so on and so forth you know the Corey dillons that they bring in uh and we just the last couple years we haven't seen that no i i definitely think that belichick is going to have the more of the itch out of the three candidates and uh i i think definitely you look at places like atlanta i'm I'm gonna put dallas on my mind especially because i i think it would be absurd if mccarthy came back i think Defense. I don't think they've in house because of the performance. Yeah. And Jerry Jones likes to make, um, always likes to be in headlines. So I think that's one of the first calls he makes. But uh, I, I do think he at least comes back. Um, I think
2: with the LA Chargers right now, that's another spot in which my team will check. I think in a situation in which you kind of have your established quarterback, but you might want a defensive minded coach to fulfill whatever holes you have on the defensive end. And that sounds like where the Chargers are at right now, even though. So, this season showed that they may they're maybe a little too dependent on stars and need more depth overall. It still is a team in which the quarterback situation seems set and they need to fill some voids everywhere else. And Belichick could be a coach for that type of situation. I don't know if Belichick could build a rookie quarterback at this point, uh. if you have, but if you have a good quarterback established already, Belichick can kind of. Build, uh, f- fill up some voids here and there, but just don't let him be a GM. Do not let him draft. No, do let not. Him... We've learned that.
0: That is, <laughs> that is suicidal. That is a great <laughs> Do not let him be a GM at all. Now, let know. him draft
2: Cole Strange in the first round again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, are the Rams in the red zone here? The Rams are very, they're driving. They,
1: they've been in the red zone twice so far and only come away with field goals. We'll see. Anzalone just is is staying down on the field right now for the Lions. So
0: we, we got 8:40 left, something like that, in the game in nine minutes. 8:22, it's okay. third down, and pretty, it's like third down in and ten. Do you, do you think the Rams would go for it in this situation, or think they'd kick a field goal to go 24-23 if they don't get it? With the way that they've been
1: able to kind of slow down the Ram, the, the yeah. Lions' offense, they might be kicking the field. McVeigh's
0: McVay's a little bit more conservative than Dan Campbell is. So, I mean, two field goals, you win the game. So I think you got to go there with it. That's why I would do it. Uh, uh what do you guys think of mayo in new england uh i think that i think that's a it was i think it's a fine we'll see how he does i think it's a i always feel like these coaches are in tough spots when they go to situations like this and so we'll see
1: how well, mayo
2: does. good know. thing for
0: him is that he's not following a ton of success I,
2: and
1: he's he's been he's been the guy that they've had um decided as the successor for a long time that's why josh mcdaniel's left as many times as he did as much as uh belichick like mcdaniels he was never going to be the successor it was always going to be gerard mayo once they brought him in
0: yeah no for sure and that's my sports those guys th- those guys work at my local grocery store no who are those guys are you but the, the wide receivers there uh sudden night here so in the red zone jimmy will keep us up there that's it all right let's get here toward the end of it rev who you got maybe you got the steelers number 17 we moved it the weather I mean, it did look a little tough. It looked like it might have been hard to catch a ball out there today. Uh, and, and Buffalo. Here are
3: flashbacks to last year.
0: So, 30 uh, w- so Pacific Standard Time. The game kicks off tomorrow. 1.30 lunchtime out here, people. A little, a little late lunch, I guess. We go number seven seed versus Buffalo. Going to another number seven seed do it, Rev? How do you feel about this game? I got Bills, Steelers. Both came up late. They came up the you know, last uh, little runs here to finish the season. Buffalo. I'm 10 point favorite, Rev. How are you feeling about this game as a Steelers fan?
2: Um, there's definitely like, there you know, your brain picks, heart picks. However, even though my piss, even though, you know, I'm a Steelers fan and I'm going to be more inclined to go with my heart pick here, there's something here that makes things a little bit more valid when it comes to the chance of an upset here. When it comes to the Buffalo side of things, You know, you hear that you hear the chat on Twitter every once in a while where people are wondering, why don't they just play in a dome? Like they have this all time when it comes to freakish talents, one of the most freakishly talented quarterbacks ever to play the game. They've struggled to establish a running game. Like I like James Cook when he's on this year. But ever since Allen has really broken out since 2020, the running game has definitely been something that they haven't had consistent success in. And when you consider those things, you have to wonder, well, why haven't they built a dome? Why do they do this to themselves? Like their running game is not established enough to play in the climate that they play in. There's and a little bit of weather there. Yeah, yeah. That, that
0: doesn't look too tough, right there. What are
2: you talking? No, about? It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. a tornado. Uh, you consider, uh,
0: yeah. I showed that to my wife. She's like. I'm, she's like, what is that? And she's like, is that the water out there? I was like, this is Buffalo Bill Stadium, right? <laughs> that's snow. What, what is she talking about? That's snow. because well, for the video, because it looks like waves at the bottom of the, with the water. It looks like water. Yeah, the there's air. a
1: foot of
3: snow. It, uh, yeah. too much, too much time on the west. Coast.
0: It was my it's 45 degrees that We saw. I saw snowfall hmm. for the very first time last year. I haven't, you know, I'm 39.
2: Yeah, that, that's the about thing. Like, when you have a when you have a team that's built maybe like more oh, of a smash build, mouth, build. More of a smash mouth, run oriented team. Maybe it would make sense to play outside in cold climates like that. But when you have a high powered, high flying, pass heavy offense, but you're playing in those temperatures, like it's probably they should probably suggest at some point soon moving into a dome to make these easier for Josh Allen. And then you also have to consider the fact that he can be mistake prone because they rely on him to do so much, whether it's 60 degrees or negative 10 or whatever it is, they're going to have to rely on Josh Allen to to chuck up a lot of passes in this situation. And I don't know if their running game is as established as what we've seen lately in Pittsburgh with the double-headed monster of Jalen Warren and Najee Harris on the other hand, and what they've been doing in the latter half of the year where it feels like they figure out the identities of, Maybe you want to go east-west and use Jalen Warren as a receiving back. Najee Harris, or 240 pounds, stop trying to cut to the outside, just run downhill, and that's been working a lot lately. So if the running game kind of slowed the game down and Josh Allen has one of those two, three pick, like the one he had last week where they got to the red zone and he threw two picks in the red zone. Like, this is one of those situations with as mistake prone as Josh Allen is and with the circumstances of the climate and the weather, like, this is one of those games where I wouldn't be surprised at all. Pittsburgh pulled one out. Like I'm confident.
0: And Jordan, that's weird. Like with the weather. Like, I, I, are you commenting? Or are you, you were on with us last or the when we did the pod there with Tyler? Allen can't lose this game. Like, he can't lose. It's not like even if it's bad weather. It's just like I feel like this is a game they can't lose.
3: It's it's one hundred ten percent a game they can't lose, uh, and everybody kind of forgets Buffalo is kind of hot too. They're on they are on a streak. Uh, they they are on a streak that kind of reminds me when Eli won his first ring. Uh, they does. They're 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 getting kind of the run game together. Uh, Josh Allen's still kind of throwing those boneheaded interceptions, but the defense is playing much improved. Uh, you're seeing a you're seeing a pass rush they really haven't generated all year. Uh, they're getting to the quarterback. They're they're kind of being solid against the run. The the secondary is still kind of spotty at times, but uh, they 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 kind of have a more of a complete package. And it's definitely it's kind of the it's kind of their version of what the Cowboys game was earlier. They they for their legacy to move forward, they cannot lose this game. Josh Allen cannot lose this game. He's got to prove his worth. Uh, He's going to lose the locker room completely. I don't think Stephon Diggs hangs around if they do lose this game. I think that's kind of a bold prediction. He's going to force them to kind of trade him. Uh, I think there's there's just too many things going, going south if uh, he doesn't win this game tomorrow. The Steelers are still kind of – I'm not totally bought on them. Uh, no T.J. Watt. I think that's going to play a huge factor. Yeah, that'll in, be a Come playoff football. Uh, you know, it's going to give Josh Allen more time in the pocket. He's going to be able to do more things than uh, than he would with Watt there. So I, 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 my game is the my guess is the Bills. I think the Steelers are going to bring it. They're going to play <laughs> Smash Mouth, the AFC North football. As much as I hate to say it,
0: but uh, I think I think the Bills get away with one. Um, I I've got the Bills fans. Look How crazy they are out here! They're, they're helping shovel the snow or whatever you call this. Riding the wave. I don't know what you guys do out oh, here.
2: Man, man, I, I mean, them. I'm
0: guessing. I'm guessing a few beverages might have been involved stay to be able to have be a, have a shirt off there. That's uh, just a few. I'm sure he uh, is sleeping well somewhere in the snow. Hopefully he's alive if you had one of it. So uh, he's, I mean, alive. He had his, uh, he's alive out there. I mean, we he's dead. I mean, he was dead out there. God, he's in. dead. I saw that. it'd be mean, Buffalo Bill's a little <laughs> different though. So, Rev, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game just because the Steelers have a way. But we've seen this before in the playoffs where they have get blown out as a seventh seed as well. So, Jimmy, you're going Bills, I'm assuming, too? I will never actively root yep. for the Steelers, um, but I do think that they're tough
1: enough. Um, obviously, like I, I, I can hate the Steelers, but I can also acknowledge what they are, and the the reason why I hate them as much as I do is because they're successful, and it's That's hilarious true. because we were in Wyoming last weekend, and apparently my head coach, I forgot he's from like the Pennsylvania area, so he's a Steelers fan. Yeah, he, so. I, I, he's. I was wearing my, I was wearing Bengals sweatpants. He's like, oh, you're a Bengals fan. And I was like, yeah. I hate you can't hate the Steelers I said I do hate the Steelers I do it's like what <laughs> because you always beat us oh right I just never really think about you guys yeah I know I get I got it
0: I got it thank you very much we don't really think about it. Yeah. yeah that's that it's funny like that's how people feel me as a raiders fan like oh yeah what yeah yeah exactly we don't we don't even worry about that out there so that's an interesting game like I said for me 130 start out here 230 out uh Mountain time, 4.30 Eastern time start. we get the Bills and Steelers. Uh, we'll see what the weather's like there. 24-23 right now. And that Lions game got a little bit up here on uh, on the screen. Kind of will get that up there for you once in a while. Let's get to the other Monday night. It was supposed to be the only Monday night game. Um, and we're getting to the end here. Eagles at Bucks. Eagles Brown is not going to be available for them as well. They're still a three-point favorite, Jordan, over uh, over the Bucks, you like the Eagles to pull this out still, or do you think the Bucks? I mean, it's not like they got into the playoffs great, nine nothing over the Panthers. So, I mean, like, I mean, what do you? How do you? How do you kind of evaluate this one? I, I, I'm evaluating
3: a pure locker room. Uh, the Eagle, the Eagles look like a mess. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts has said some choice words uh, about a, about his teammates in press conferences this year, unlike other years past. Uh, the coaching staff uh, looks like they're often confused. Uh, players look like they don't want to play. A lot of finger pointing. Uh, and usually winning kind of helps, but they're on a losing streak. And, yep. you know, when it rains, it pours in professional sports. Uh, I, I don't see him getting it together. Uh, Jalen Hurts is kind of banged up. A.J. Brown's not available. Uh, you know, I, I know the Buccaneers win last week, 9 nothing to the nobody Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Uh didn't look pretty, but it was a divisional game. So I gotta kinda keep that in the back of my mind. Those teams hate each other, they play each other twice a year. Uh and you know, when you're playing your own division, you kind of throw records out the window most of the time. So maybe they they were just trying to play spoiler there and end on a high note in Carolina. But uh I give it to Baker Mayfield. Uh he he's having a phenomenal year numbers-wise. Uh he's not committing a lot of turnovers. Mike Evans is having a phenomenal year, kind of a bounce-back year from last year. Uh, Godwin's healthy, but we're kind of seeing that in the route tree that he's kind of running. You know, he's he's being used in the screen game, being used in directional east to west. Uh, a lot of things that we didn't get to see early in the season because he came into the year banged up. I think they're hitting the strides at the right time. Uh, do I think the Bucs go past the first round? No. But they definitely get past the Eagles.
0: Wow, this is uh I think the Lions here just real quick, I think they're gonna have a big fourth down play decision here. We'll see what they do here. Just as you're as you're tuning in while you're watching us, uh talking the gridiron. We've had a lot of people tuning in the chat here. Appreciate you get you're coming in with it. A lot of people retweeting the show as well. Appreciate that on the X doing that. Jimmy, it's good takes there from Jordan. What do you what do you make of it?
1: I I said at the beginning, I said during our show this week that. I mean, it is the playoffs, so you're likely – you could have a team that just flips the switch, Um, not a team that goes the way that the Eagles did towards the end of the season. And I think the the deciding factor was the Week 18 debacle that was – like, they played their starters in that game so that they can get a little momentum going into the playoffs and got starched by Tyrod Taylor. Yep, That's really the statement that I have to keep circling back to. I don't think Tampa Bay is very good. And I think this one could be the <laughs> there's been some ugly games so far this week. This one might be the ugliest of the ugly because I don't think that either team is going to be all that successful. And it's going to be like one or two times where everything clicks on one play. And that's going to be the deciding factor. It might be like a seven to six game. Like one team's able to score a touchdown, the other team kicks two field goals.
0: That's it. That's supposed to be my prime time game. You're telling me I'm getting 7-6, seven, six, <laughs> five, fifteen. That's my prime time game. Yeah, that's my. It's Come not on. a very good matchup.
1: I don't uh, know what uh, you. I
0: mean, if, if anybody uh, I, else in the NFC could have taken that spot. It would have been better. Uh, Rev, what do you what do you make? You got you got the Eagles. Uh, you got the Eagles. You you got it with the the Bucks here.
2: So the tricky part about. Picking this game is the fact that neither of these teams are really entering the game on with good momentum. Obviously, with Philadelphia losing five of their last six, and then um, the Buccaneers the last two weeks of the season losing to New Orleans, then barely squeaking by against an abysmal Carolina team. So, neither team necessarily has great momentum on one end of the ball. Philadelphia, yeah. that defense, it just kind of feel like they went stale and just got bad overnight, in which... No, you see the first half of the year, Jalen Carter is looking like a solid defensive rookie of the year candidate, looking real explosive. Pass rush is solid, as or as as it should be with Josh Sweat and Hassan Racket. The guys that have a rotation. Second yeah. half comes around and it's like Darius Slay and James Bradbury just got old overnight. They can't cover to save their lives, which is a nightmare. Considering you're going up against you're going up against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the other side, and this is the time in which your coverage is. Looked worse than it's ever been, despite the fact that they made a move for Kevin Byard. But it yeah. seems like that hasn't really helped with anything. And when you look at that, when you look at the overall matchups and think, what's the biggest miss, mismatch on the, in the entire game? It's the Tampa Bay's receivers versus Philadelphia, Philadelphia secondary, which has really just looked shot over the last couple of weeks. Even Tyrod Taylor in the game they won was finding success in the second half. So. I would like to say Philadelphia, however, Jalen Hurts, it just seems like this year compared to last year, like his progression as a quarterback has not been linear. It kind of feels like he's regressed yeah, a little bit. I like that. Yeah. yeah. He no, like like it like he's kind of regressed a little bit when it comes to like, his ability to be your pocket quarterback. And
3: how, how much of that do you think is on the, the coordinators changing?
2: Oh, yeah, you definitely <laughs> – both offensive and defensive coordinators changing, which yeah. seem to have affected him and – I would like to think that, like, this Philadelphia team, even without A.J. Brown playing, has too much talent to the point where I think if they can at least um, if they can at least put things together and have, like, a B game on the offensive side of the ball and then the defense do just enough to shut down the running game and give up a play here or there, they can squeak out an ugly matchup and perhaps lose in division. So I think Philadelphia, their, their offense kind of gathers it together enough to get a victory here. But I don't think they win another one. past wild card,
0: and it'll be interesting tomorrow. Like with the Baker take, it'll be like I feel like like if he gets a win tomorrow over the Eagles, that kind of elevates him to it. Not like a special level, but just a different way people I think look at him. Like, even with even with them struggling, even with them struggling, I still think he gets a little love uh, in the in the media. I don't know a little bit more for a little bit here with it. All right, last part of the show uh, here with, the, with the that. I got it. Kyrie, what do you got? Kyrie Williams, might, Williams be might be might be injured, but now Puka Nakua is going
1: up the sideline. Uh, the Rams are, are going to probably take the lead there on on this drive. If I had to, if I was a betting man, they're on the forty. Yeah, on line the
2: like they started
1: at the four yard line and they just made it all the way out to at least midfield. But they the Lions
2: cannot
0: cover Puka Nakua.
2: Okay, I see uh-huh. the play now.
0: <laughs> what's he? What's he got today? He's got. He got 181 uh, yards. All, all the yards. 181. He's a, he's just a beast. Mm-hmm. Hey, he might be this real quick. Then we'll get out of here. We can all watch the last four minutes of the of the show here, talking the gridiron with it. Game ball of the week. I got Jordan Love just because I just thought how confident he was in the game today. We talked about it enough, but he's my game ball for the week. Uh, Jimmy, you got maybe a game ball that you want to give? Just I know we still got a couple games tomorrow, but just somebody that maybe stood out to you. I am. I'm gonna
1: say. I gave Jair Alexander a shout-out already. I guess I'll yeah. go with uh I'll give a shout out to D'Amico Ryans because be he, he's just doing it, it's incredible what he's doing, and he's made the correct step every every point that he needed to, giving the guys confidence, showing that they have full faith in their quarterback. And now like this is as juiced up as your team's gonna be. They could win. Eh, but they, every, he's done everything he can do, and I know that he's going to prepare and, and try and make sure their game plan's ready, but I feel like he's done everything right so far. So D'Amico Ryans gets a game ball because that was a huge win.
0: Ref, game ball for you?
2: Uh, oh. I'm leaning towards a couple guys in Kansas City here. Oh, I oh. was thinking – I was thinking maybe Rasheed Rice because he had 130 deep. yards in the snow. However, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball here because they shut down an impressive Miami Dolphins oh. offense. And as oh. for as, yeah, so we for that player of the game, I'm going to have to give it to George Carl Loftus who had 1.5 sacks and was really terrorizing that Miami backfield. So yeah, I'm going to give it to the defense and give Carl Loftus that player of the week.
0: I like that. I'm basing based on the way you guys are reacting. Uh, Mr. Higby got hit pretty hard. Uh, I
2: mean,
0: it's, it was one of those ones where he dives at the knees and the guy did a flip, but he,
1: the yeah. def- defender happened to catch him right as his leg planted, so he hyperextended the knee before he did
2: his
0: front flip. i don't right, see, right, see if I
2: can get have to run about – secondaries versus tight ends. Whenever a tight end gets a ball, it's always a secondary or even the back to go after the knees. So when you're a tight end, you really got to watch out for your knees. So, yeah, that's rough.
1: He but was yeah. also – he didn't have a good handle on the ball, so he was focused on that before.
0: Uh, and he gets lit up there. That's a worse spot there over the knees like that, right, We get hit. Uh, all right, so they're – and the Lions here are 24-23. Like they're now over midfield attacking here with it. Uh, Jordan, who do you got for game ball? Uh I, I think it was a no-brainer. Uh it, coaching's one thing, but no
3: flakes. <laughs> uh, maybe DJ Stroud, no turnovers in a yeah. playoff game when the lights no the, the lights could have been the brightest ever for him. And uh he came through and came through in a big way, kept composure, uh let it rip early in the first quarter, uh big time throws all day, didn't do too much, didn't do too little, uh, yeah. didn't put himself in a situation that he could have uh, produced big time turnovers. Uh, absolutely a clean game. I think he was one point away from a perfect quarterback rating when it was all said yeah, and done. Crazy. And uh, he didn't even get to—he didn't even get to finish the
0: game. Case Keenum came in and did some cleanup duties. So yeah, I, I got to go with C. throughout. Um Gentlemen, talking the good out here. We're down to the final four minutes of the game here. We'll get—we'll get everybody out. We'll let everybody kind of finish that without us here on it. But hopefully, you've enjoyed the show as we've taken you through most of the second half. Uh, of the game here, keeping you update. I know the Rams are in position to take the lead. We don't want any heartbreak in Detroit. They, you know, they, they got the Michigan title. They're not supposed to lose anymore, so they're getting they're getting used to it now. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll we'll be up. We'll be back with you next week, of course, breaking down the divisional round at that point. There, Jimmy, If I ahead. can make
1: one request, I need yep. a live microphone to Eminem, and he needs to start doing the eight mile rap battles to the entire stadium. If the if the Rams take the lead, we need a live concert. Because that's the only thing that's going to flip the mojo of this thing. Because they I just run. they showed Stafford's stat line; he's about to drop 400 right. on the Lions and possibly three touchdowns. The to ran
3: got a chop blocking penalty
0: that put them way behind the sticks here, so they're out of field goal. And they're going to break the heart. They're going to break the heart if they do it. Rev, thanks for jumping on, man. Maybe we can get you on again before the season ends here.
2: Oh yeah, I know. One of these, whether I'm available for division post, whether it's after. After the season, the recap after the Super Bowl, conference, whatever. Yeah, I'll let you know.
0: Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Jimmy Pilato, you guys have been putting out a lot of stuff at far to the bench. I know you guys are going to do another show this week. We've been doing the, the tailgates. We're doing the previews. We're really pushing a hard year at Variety Sports Network. No, I mean, Nobody's going to beg you to watch, but if you want to support people that work hard on uh, on a network and really care about just kind of trying to make uh, bring sports on a different way to you, Check out Variety Sports Network. That's what that's what we're going to – that's my plug you in that way. Like I said, I'm not going to beg you to play for us, but that's what it's going to – I'll ask you to join. So enjoy the rest of the Lions uh, and Ram game here. We finally got a good uh, game here. Good for our show here, talking the gridiron, guys. We got it. it's better than a 48-12 game with it. So for Jimmy Pilato, for Jordan Maxson, for Rev, we'll see you guys all next week. Peace.